0: All right, Commanders fans, we just got done witnessing Washington Commanders quarterback Sam Howell do everything a quarterback can possibly do in a single NFL game, and his team won in spite of all of it. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders.
1: You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome in Commanders fans to this live Locked On Commanders episode, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day and especially joining me live here at FedEx Field following a Washington Commanders 20-16 to win over the Arizona Cardinals to start off the season. Uh, Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube here. If you're joining me live or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast, if you're watching, if you're listening to this uh, after the fact, greatly appreciate all of you for coming through and you continue this conversation with me. And believe me, this is, there's a mixture of group therapy here and victory Monday in this episode. And, uh, my Locked On Commanders insiders, we were we were texting back and forth about it as it was going on, and if you want to get in on all of that, uh, sometimes fun, sometimes a little bit less fun, but sometimes fun, uh, head over to subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders, and uh, you can go directly with me during press conferences, during practices, during uh, games especially we can just talk about football I'll talk about anything you really want to of course i'm your host david harrison on twitter at d harrison 82 credential member of the media covering your washington commanders uh for sports illustrated CommandersCountry.com, CommanderCountry.com. there's no s in the url just CommanderCountry.com. here with you every monday through friday and also here with you for bonus episodes we had a bonus episode on saturday this is technically a bonus episode post game day it's called a postcast here at the network but Uh, Coming to you live from FedEx Field. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On today's episode, I am handing out week one game balls because the Washington Commanders won. So game balls go out. When we win, when when the team wins, when everybody wins, the the Commanders, uh, we get get game balls. So we're going to hand out some game balls. We're going to discuss my initial thoughts on Washington's offense, defense, special teams, and especially quarterback Sam Howell, our first regular season Howell watch uh, of the year. But first, a little segment I'm going to dub right off the top, right? Here's what I'm thinking immediately following the game. And guys, I literally wrote down these three notes to discuss with you guys right off the top of this episode because I want to give you my initial just kind of raw uh, uh opinions or analysis whatever you want to dive into it and, and call it. right before i break down the numbers before i go through and watch the film watch the game again i like to watch the broadcast version because i don't watch broadcast right so i got like to watch the broadcast version then i watch all 22 and then sometimes i go back and watch all 22 depending on what happens in the conversations that i have right so right off the top first three observations following this game sam howell was nervous i think honestly I don't know if Sam would, would admit it. I honestly thought about asking him that during the press conference, but I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to put him in that situation right off the bat. But I think Sam Howell was nervous. I think he came in the edges, excitement, anxiousness, whatever you want to dub it, whatever you want to call it. I think at the end of the day, there were just a lot of emotions here with this first week, with all the changes coming through. And and honestly, look, there's a little bit of pressure here, right? Well, I don't say a little bit. There's a, there's a lot of pressure here. There's a lot of expectation that the, the page is turning, the dark cloud is lifting and moving on from over the Washington Commanders franchise and over FedEx field, right? It's a new day. The sun is out and the sun is shining. And when you're the quarterback of that new day, you've got to make sure you bring it. Now, we've all been giving, and I say we as in media members, a lot of my listeners, a lot of my viewers, uh, Sam, how a lot of credit for smart decision making, looking maybe a little bit more mature than his years. But I think today that inexperience, that youthfulness in his career so far, I think it showed a little bit. And then as things kind of started snowballing and going poorly, you had the A.G. fumble, you had the interception. uh, And then you had the, the, the strip sack fumble. I think he just kept trying to make it work, make it work, make it work. And if you go back to last year, Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke. That's exactly what we've been talking about we wanted to avoid in this version of the Washington Commanders quarterback room, right? We want to avoid that desire to, you know, we we blew up metro, Metropolis, so let's be Superman. Let's bring in a new city all in one fell swoop and completely act like it never happened. That's not going to happen. You got to let the last play go, come in with the next play, uh, and execute. And I think Sam knows that in his head, right? But in the middle of the action, obviously, that did not translate a lot, a lot, a lot of holding the ball way too long extending plays way too long and, and and I mean doing that just you know led directly to that strip sack so that's number one I do believe the Sam Howell was nervous I asked him a lot about the emotions in his post-game press conference I'll go through uh, and I'll clip some of the questions I asked him some of the questions I asked Ron Rivera and I'll share those on Monday uh, in our AAR episode that's going to come out tomorrow afternoon early evening after we get done Ron Rivera's press conference so that's point number one I just think the mentality of Sam Howell I think you know call him shook call him nervous call him anxious whatever you want to call it I think the emotional baggage the emotional weight of the moment uh, got the best of sam in a lot of points point number two washington's defense was the hero right and this is what we've talked about all offseason all preseason that this defense top 13 in scoring last year number one in a lot of metrics i think third down red zone i mean just one of the best defenses in the national football league last year really looks like it only got better we were hoping that the health of chase young would contribute to that improvement but bottom line is if cody barton can be cole holcomb or better then that's an improvement for what it's worth, right? Emmanuel Forbes hopefully coming in and, and, and lending some some better uh, or some additional talent to the secondary. Quan Martin uh, made a couple special teams play, one penalty, and then one uh, one good play on a punt coverage. So, But Washington's defense really showed here in week one that they can be a hero. Now, granted, we came against Joshua Dobbs and an Arizona Cardinals team that is expected to have the number one overall pick, maybe the number one and number two overall picks in the 2024 NFL draft. But... You play who you play. The opponent on the field is who the opponent on the field is. And at least today, at least in week one, that defense was an absolute hero uh, and stud. And some heroes and studs coming from within the defense as well that we'll talk about as we get uh, into this program. Third observation right off the top Commanders fans, y'all are impatient, man, but you're also forgiving. And I think that's, I think, I think this team, I think the coaches understand it. I think the players understand it. I think up here in the press box, everybody understands it. But yeah, this sold out crowd, man. I mean, the sold out crowd did not come here to watch this team struggle against what is expected to be the worst team in the National Football League. Bottom line, up front, I had multiple subtexters telling me, like, this is not good. Uh, we've, got, we've got a comment in the live chat that was a huge L. I don't care what the box score shows. That was as bad as it gets without the official loss coming from Patriot Clips. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to uh, to feel like that. You know what I mean? Jay Martell coming through. Dave, we back up. And we got a lot of things to discuss, the good and the bad. Yeah, there's a lot of good. Well, there's some good. There's a lot of bad to talk about, right? I think to a man. Every player, every coach talked about taking that bad, getting better from it, moving on from week one into week two on the road uh, against the Denver Broncos trying to go 2-0. But the fans here, there were moments of booze. There were moments where, you know, you can just kind of feel the energy dying down. You could feel the, the excitement kind of getting sucked out the stands. But y'all never left. You know what I mean? Whether you were here or not, Commanders fans that were here in attendance at FedEx Field, they represent this fan base, and they were here. You know what I mean? They were, they were in the stands when it was pouring down rain. Sure, some people fled for cover, and, and there's no there's no shame in that, but the seats were, were mostly full. And when a good play happened, you know what I mean? It could be three bad plays and a good play. When that good play happened, this fan base let it, let them know, we appreciate that good play. And then as the lead got taken back over and as the clock wound down and as the game came to a close, uh, you know, I did my uh, I did a little locked on now for our our post game, you know, national shows here on the network, and I did it with the uh, the fans exiting the stadium behind me, and those fans sounded excited and sounded appreciative and sounded happy that there was a win, even if it was an ugly win. So, Commanders fans, y'all are impatient, but you're forgiving and you're willing to allow people to earn your trust uh, back, even if it is within a one game stance. So that's my three right off the top. Again, every post game postcast episode, that's what I'm going to start off every show with three right off the top observations of the team. No deep dive analysis, just kind of raw opinions uh, coming from the game. Now let's dive into the shallow end of the player performance. But we're going to start getting into some numbers. We're not going to break them down too deep, but we're going to get into some of the numbers that happened in week one. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're going to do that today thanks to our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business so you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the, the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, guys, come back here now for Locked On Commanders. Every day, again, thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. And thank you to everybody making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view of the day, especially joining me live here at FedEx Field uh, following the Washington Commanders 20 to 16 week one win over the Arizona Cardinals. One and 0 is one and 0 is one and 0. Don't like it. Nobody, honestly, likes it. Ron Rivera was uh, visibly unhappy with his team's performance following the game. But at the end of the day, you'd rather be disappointed in your performance, looking to get better for week two with a win in your back pocket versus doing it with a loss. I can tell you right now, and if you're concerned that maybe this team is going to take the win and say, ah, oh, we good. We're good. We're good. They're not. None of these guys are doing that. They're all, they all understand uh, that this is a game that they, they could have should have probably lost. Uh, and they're looking to get better within a week's time. Uh, by the time we get to Denver, so how watch very popular during training camp, very popular during preseason may not be as popular here today, given what happened on the field, but we are going to do our first regular season. How watch overall, Sam Howell, 19 for 31, 202 yards, uh, a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, an interception, a fumble. Like I said, literally doing everything in a game that an NFL quarterback uh, can do. And that includes having a drive where he was 100 percent three for three uh, on the drive. Uh, And then there was also a drive where he completed no passes whatsoever, except for one to uh, the opposition. So starting off the game, Sam Howell, four for six, 21 yards resulted in a punt, but a midfield punt. So they get the ball at their own 25-yard line to start the game. They did drive the ball to midfield. You want to see them get points on the board, of course, uh, if we can. But at the end of the day, they moved the ball, got a couple of first downs, pointed to win. You kind of look at it and say, okay, cool, Like we got our first drive of the season in. Let's get some of the nerves shaken out, uh, and let's come back and do some good things. Very next drive, Sam Howell goes three for three. Uh, Only complete 16 yards worth of of air yards on that three for three drive, but it's all he needed to find Brian Robinson for a seven-yard touchdown. Uh, The Washington Commanders, uh, offense aided by over 60 yards of penalties from the Arizona Cardinals, uh, including some 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 personal fouls that th- those Cardinals players will be paying for out of their pockets, I promise you that. Very next drive, this is where things kind of started to go rough. 0-for-1 on the drive in total, but he did complete one pass to an Arizona Cardinals defender for an interception, the first turnover of the game for the Washington Commanders, but they weren't done. Very next drive, Sam Howell goes 3-for-3, 3 3, 37 yards, gets the Commanders offense in the scoring position. Everything looks like it's going well. Antonio Gibson, fumble bug, comes back uh, to bite them in the butt. I think it was at the Arizona 12 that he fumbled the ball. So two possessions in a row, third and fourth possessions of the game, take uh, turned over by the offense. Fifth drive of the game, one for two. Sam CML goes for 12 yards, ends up in a punt, and then he goes one for three uh, with another fumble, that the strip sack fumble that ends up getting picked up by an Arizona Cardinals linebacker, and he literally just said, I'm super tall, I'm going to fall down, and I'm going to fall into the end zone, uh, probably for his first and maybe likely, Uh, only touchdown of his career seventh drive of the game uh, before halftime three for six on that drive 69 yards culminating in a field goal and that field goal I'm gonna tell you right now in the press box anyway and with some of my we're kind of sitting there saying you know what it's good that you get that field goal you want a touchdown but it's good that you get that field goal get those points on the board kind of kind of go into the halftime with something uh, to talk about something to build upon Uh, and they came out as a team not completely as the offense but as a team uh, and did the job in the second half. Second half started off two for two on the eighth drive, of the game 11 yards. That resulted in a punt, another punt following a one for three drive on the ninth drive of the game. And then really from the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th uh, drives of the game, Sam Howell throws two more passes, completes one of those, uh, and then rushes uh, for a touchdown as well. I asked Sam Howell about that rushing touchdown because that celebration was right, the end zone that he went into, the press box is right up uh, above that at that, that side of the end zone. Uh, in the corner there. So when he threw that ball at the wall, like I could dead see him in the face. Uh, and I just a lot of emotions there. I asked him about that. I'll share that clip with you guys tomorrow on my AAR uh, episode of Locked On Commander. So look, Sam, after the after the game, talked about the offensive struggle, struggles, talked about his own struggles personally, acknowledged that they all have to get better. The offense in general, him specifically, uh, because in this game, if it wasn't Sam Howell throwing a tip drill interception or getting strip sacked for a opposing touchdown, it was A.G. fumbling. Logan Thomas dropping passes early, holding penalties on successful Sam Howell scrambles. Uh, so it was just one thing after another with the offense that ultimately led to a lot of struggles. Uh, and, I, and I think that everybody's going to agree the win is good, but do we have to make it this painful? Like, do we have to make this difficult? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's really like, yeah, you did the job, but it doesn't have to be that dramatic. You know what I mean? I think that's really what's going to happen. Virginia Slim, absolutely. The crowd here absolutely represent. I was walking around the crowd. Earlier, we did some interviews with some legends. I'm going to try to get some clips and share some of those with you guys. Uh, some Champ Bailey, Robert Griffin III, Joe Theismann was here. I mean, all I can't even, like, Clinton Portis was here, Tim Hightower. Like, there's a lot of guys uh, walking around. Uh, so I'll share some of those with you guys as I, as I can get through the week uh, as well. But, yeah, the crowd, absolutely. I met multiple, I mean, more than I can 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 count now. Uh, Locked on Commanders listeners, Commanders fans. So I appreciate you guys, as always. If you see me. Stop me. Say hi. I want to thank you for letting me do this. Like you guys afford me to do this. Like I'm not here if it's not for you. So believe me, as much as you say you appreciate me, believe me, I appreciate you. My wife doesn't because I'm gone all the time, but I appreciate you. So I want you to know uh, that I appreciate all of you. Uh, So some other offensive observations, Uh, the offensive line right off the top, right? Again, kind of right off the top. Haven't watched the film. Haven't rewatched the broadcast, anything like that. So all of my observations are literally I saw a play. Boom. Once it's over. Don't see it again. You know what I mean? We move on. I don't know that a single sack today was on the offensive line. Honestly, I don't know that a single sack was on the offensive line. I can tell you right now there's not a single sack that I looked at in real time and said, that's on the offensive line. Now, again, I could be wrong once I rewatch it. And if there's one specifically that you think is specifically on the offensive line, by all means let me know and I'll make sure uh, I pay attention to that. But I think that overall the offensive line did well. And I think that when we came into this game, the offensive line was a huge question mark, even concern. But I think coming out of it, we should feel a little bit more confident. Again, Cardinals defense front, not exactly supposed to be world beaters, but I think you still like the performance uh, that you got from the commander's offensive line. Sam Cosme did get evaluated for a concussion at one point. I don't know if that was said over the television broadcast, uh, but he was eventually cleared. I think he missed about a handful uh, of snaps. Ricky Stromberg came in and, and did a uh, you know an okay enough job anyway while he was in there. Antonio Gibson, uh, he's got the fumble, uh, the earlier fumble, not the, the strip sack touchdown fumble, obviously, but the other earlier fumble with the team in scoring position. Fortunately, he was able to kind of shake that off a little bit, did make some solid plays for the offense coming down uh, down the stretch. He did talk about that. I do have it on my phone. He's very soft-spoken. Hopefully, I was close enough that I got the audio. If I did, I will share it with you. If I did not, I'll find a buddy. I'll at least tell you what he said because uh, he is very – I've taken some videos of AG before that I was not able to use because of how soft-spoken he is. Uh, it's okay. So it's just who he is, right? Brian Robinson, uh, far out-touched all over the backs. So we talked all offseason. If we talked about fantasy and all that stuff, it was like, ah, you know, both guys are going to be options. Nah, man. Brian Robinson, 19 touches. I think the the second-leading running back had four or five. I didn't write it down. I don't have the game book in front of me. But I think, I guess the downside of that is 19 carries, 59 yards. Uh, Running on them. Brian said that he thought the offensive line did an okay job. There's some things that he can improve on. There's some things certainly they can improve on uh, as well. I wanted to talk to Nick Gates before he got out of here, but he wasn't getting dressed. So I had to leave. And uh, before he was dressed, I'll try to hit him up in the locker room this week and talk to him. Uh, Always enjoy uh, talking to Nick Gates. Sorry for sniffing into the microphone. Robinson did have one catch hour for seven yards and a touchdown. So if you have him on your fantasy team, that probably saved your day. You're probably a little bit mad at B-Rob if not for that uh, that reception, those yards, and that touchdown. Leading receiver was a tie between Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. Each of them had five catches apiece. Samuel led the team with receiving yards, uh, or in receiving yards, rather, with 54. Terry McLaurin, two catches, 31 yards. But Terry McLaurin was the target on a 37-yard DPI that would have been a 37-yard completion plus some, right? So uh, certainly, you know, this offense uh, creating some opportunities. Again, we had some drops earlier in the game. Uh, that that certainly we can see things uh, get improved upon. So not all bad, not all great, certainly not perfect by a long shot, but there were some good things. Speaking of good things, we're not forgetting about the defense. That is coming up next on this episode of Locked on Commanders, and we're going to do that thanks to our friend over at FanDuel. If you took my advice and you bet the money line, I told you not to mess with the spread. If you went money line on the Washington Commanders, you made money, so that'll make you happy. If the performance that make you happy, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet five dollars will get one hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I took advantage of that. I had Red Zone playing on my iPad uh, while we we're while we we're going through the game. When I had a minute, I looked down on it. Didn't have a lot of minutes. Didn't really see a whole lot of highlights either. To be honest with you. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League.
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right, let's wrap up this episode of Locked On Commanders live from FedEx Field following the Washington Commanders 20 to 16 win over the Arizona Cardinals. Talking about defense, talking about Special teams, defense, the hero, hero, hero of the day. Uh, as bad as Sam Howell's day was, he did have a 77.6 quarterback rating. That's not very good. Joshua Dobbs finished with a quarterback rating barely better than Sam Howell's. And Joshua Dobbs didn't throw an intercept. He did have a fumble, but I don't think that, that really impacts quarterback rating. Didn't have an interception. Also didn't throw any touchdowns, right? But 70, 78.2, I think, it was Joshua Dobbs. Uh, QBR, either way, less than a full point better than Sam Howell. So that's really kind of what the defense did to him because – Josh Dobbs actually threw 30 passes only a nine incompletions, but he only completed 21 passes for 132 yards and nothing else. Again, not a touchdown and not even like a close touchdown. Uh, you know what I mean? Like nothing, nothing happening for the Arizona Cardinals passing game. Uh, the defense did drop a couple of interceptions. Ron Rivera did talk about during his post-game press conference. I think I tweeted. I tweeted out a portion of his post-game press conference. am not sure if that was what it was. If not, I'll try to share that with you guys tomorrow. But he did talk about wanting to make sure they take advantage of those opportunities. It took advantage of some some fumble opportunities, which is great. But you want to see Cam Curl come up with one. Uh, I can't remember who the other one uh, that dropped an interception opportunity was right now. Uh, it's in my notebook somewhere. but couple of dropped uh, interception opportunities that so you want to see those guys come through, especially Cam Curl, man. We want to see you get paid, so we want to see you come up with those interceptions. Cam Curl, however, did lead the team in tackles with 10 total, 8 solo. Montez had 5 total sacks, or total, total tackles. Felt like he had 5 sacks, right? 5 total tackles, 4 solo tackles, and he came away with 1.5 sacks. And not to throw shade, full honesty, this is not to throw shade. 1.5 sacks, the same amount of sacks uh, Chase Young had his last healthy season before he got injured through eight and a half games, just for relativity speaking. That's all that's for, because we're going to talk about Montez Sweat and Chase Young a lot, I think, next offseason. John Allen had a sack. Abdul Anderson came through with half a sack. Montez also forced two fumbles, recovered. Uh, one was recovered by Daron Payne, another one by Abdul Anderson, respectively. And I think, you know, we got to talk Montez Sweat more here uh, in just a little bit, so we'll come back to that. Special team, Joey slide two for two on both field goals and extra points, so four kicks total, all four made. Uh, three, six, seven, eight points contributed by uh, Joey Sly. Tressway punted six times for 266 yards, averaging 44.3 yards per punt with three of those bad boys landing inside the 20. That's why he's a team captain. That's why he's the best punter in the National Football League. Jamison Crowder, his first week called up from the practice squad since being added as a wide receiver veteran, uh, returned three punts for 10 yards, one fair catch, and a long a five yards. So, hey, only one fair catch. No touchdowns, no super exciting returns, right? But only one fair catch. I think that's what a lot of people want to see. That's what Jamison Crowder uh, delivered. Game balls. Before you get the game balls, let me scan through the live chat uh, here real quick. Got to see the crowd for myself. You absolutely do. It was, it was a great thing, and I'm hoping Commanders fans are going to come through when Buffalo comes through here in a couple of weeks because Buffalo fans, they travel like a mug. Uh, so I hope that you guys do uh, – I don't want to say do a good job because it's not your job to come out here. But hopefully uh, we see a lot more burgundy than we do whatever their color of red is uh adam says uh how looked raw and could tell it was his first game as qb one. O o-line looked horrible that's interesting because i thought i thought they actually looked decent so i'll have to take another look at it like i said I uh, think we should draft drafted more online in the draft i mean if you're if you're in every day or if you're in every month going back to the draft process you already know i had o-line projected sometimes in the first sometimes in the second certainly higher uh than the third but hey you know it is what it is and i think that again hopefully we're at least seeing progress as we get through uh denver is going to present a bigger challenge, certainly, in then Buffalo uh, after them. Sam held on the ball a lot. Hazard arcade? Absolutely. You can, you can write that twice in the comments here. You gotta think mostly it was Sam trying to do a little too much. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Uh, how it looked raw. Yes, sir. For those uh, saying C-Rod is going to be RB1 in five weeks. Uh, I don't know who was saying C-Rod, Chris Rodriguez Jr. is going to be RB1 in five weeks. I like Chris uh, as, as much as next guy. I talked to him a little bit off the record in the locker room. Uh, certainly. Certainly do. I I will tell you this, though. I did kind of pat myself on the back to other media members uh, a little bit when when Chris Rodriguez got in there as a fullback. I've been telling people, Chris Rodriguez can do that fullback thing. So don't sleep on Chris Rodriguez. You know, he's not always going to take running back snaps. He can do that fullback thing, and he did it early on. More Montez Wett and John Allen, please. Yes, absolutely. And more Commanders fans coming through. I appreciate all of you. Game ball time. Number one game ball. I mean – it's got to be Tez. It, it has to be Montez Sweat. There's nobody else other than Montez Sweat. Like without Montez Sweat, the Commanders lose this game. Like honestly, like hands down, it's a team sport. Without Montez Sweat, the Commanders lose this game. Montez Sweat, sack and a half, uh, a lot more disruptive than that. Um, I do want to give a tip of the cap to James Smith Williams, Casey Hill also combined in there to replace Chase Young this week. Uh, they did a very good job. James Smith Williams blew up a screen pass early in the game. That without him blowing it up with pressure on Dobbs probably would have been completed, probably wouldn't have been a first down. And again, we don't know what Arizona would have done with it, but it would have been a conversion, uh, one more one more conversion than they allowed uh, as it was. Uh, as I was walking in the locker room, Montez Sweat's locker is like right on the left side. I saw him sitting in there. He was still getting chased, no official interviews, nothing. But I just kind of said, you making some money today, Montez, or Tez. And uh, he kind of just smiled and kind of, went, eh, you know, humble. He's a humble, humble guy, right? You believe that, Montez Sweat, humble. Uh, certainly G- game ball number two, and he actually got a game ball, Josh Harris. Look. You guys are obviously responding. And I think some of it isn't necessarily what Josh and the group are doing, and more so just the fact that it's somebody else, granted, but I also think you guys are responding to a little bit what Josh is doing. He's dumping a lot of money. I'd say dumping, but that's ne- you know, not derogatory. He's putting a lot of money into his organization, putting a lot of money into FedEx as best we can. Uh, there was a leak going on, and from my understanding, like team officials are actually like, we want to take a note of that leak because the ownership group wants to know about it. Hopefully. Uh, if you're the unlucky fan that was getting leaked on, because, again, sold out stadium, you couldn't move. There's like there's no other seat for you to go to. Hopefully, that means that in future iterations, you come to the stadium, uh, you won't get leaked on. Right. And then finally, Commander stands. It's it's a little cheesy, maybe. Right. Um, but you guys deserve a lot of credit. You guys have been through a lot. Uh, you know, I, I've not been I've not been uh, secretive about this. I did not grow up a Washington fan. Uh, truth be told, I didn't grow up having a favorite NFL team. My favorite football team of all time is overseas in Germany. So getting to know fan bases, right? The first fan base I got to work with the first team I got to cover in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, certainly a fan base that has been through a lot. Um, but then I get on this beat three years ago, you guys have gone through a lot, been going through a lot and I've only had to deal with the last two years, uh, you know, with you and already like just feeling that two years, I can't even imagine. With some of y'all have been through so the fact that this place was sold out and it was all burgundy it was all like there was a couple of cowboys fans a couple of eagles fans but it was burgundy uh through and through here i think i saw like four cardinals shirts you know what i mean you guys really came through you guys have been at all the events you guys have been in training camp so let's get this season rolling man i appreciate you greatly i know the players do on camera off camera behind the scenes they talk about how great it is to have you guys back so again not the cleanest win in the world certainly not a perfect win but hopefully the, the beginning of something better right let's see improvement week two in denver uh, i get to go home for a couple of days the, the commanders get to come visit my hometown and hopefully we all get to come back here uh celebrating a victory in week two two and oh to welcome the buffalo bills into hopefully another packed fedex field uh give this to give these guys that home field advantage coming up tomorrow we've got a press conference with ron Rivera at three o'clock in the afternoon i do plan unpacking my recording equipment, taking it up with me to Ashburn and dropping my AAR episode. As soon as we're done with Ron Rivera, I'm going to record it. And then, cause the audio there is terrible. So I got to edit it. I got to polish it all up uh, and all that stuff. So in the meantime, if you got questions, comments again, if you have specifics, if you think the O line was terrible, if you got specific plays that come to mind, you don't have to timestamp. them. just kind of tell me like, ah, you know, the second quarter, there was like a play where they did this. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, you got questions, comments, throw them in the YouTube comments, hit me on Twitter, DH D. Harrison 82. Email me uh, at locked on commanders at gmail.com or become a locked on commanders insider. Text me directly from your handy dandy cell phone. Join subtext.com slash locked on commanders. First two weeks are free, so we can get you through the first quarter of the season almost for absolutely free. If you like it, you stick around. If you don't, I appreciate you giving it a try, anyways. Uh, As always, thank you so much for making a locked on commanders your first listen of the day every day, every day. Thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Now I'm going to shut this down. I'm going to drive two hours home. Uh, so I can see my wife a little bit before I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning to do uh, work all over again. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your football routine. And until we see each other again, please be safe, be kind. And I'll see you next time, right back here for another episode of locked on commanders, part of locked on podcast network, your team every day.